A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Horse Creek Farmer-Led Watershed Council in Polk County has been testing no-till and cover crop practices for eight years. The 2022 trials have shown that those practices can help combat cold, wet spring weather and emergence problems. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Tara Dawn is the watershed coordinator for the Wisconsin Farmers Union, and she works with four farmer-led watershed councils in northwest Wisconsin, including Horse Creek. Tara has the details on that latest report. So we have a fantastic local, a couple of local farmers. So Tim Johnson is the landowner, and he makes the decisions for the farm. And then another farmer uh, is doing the operation. That's the Carlson Family Farm. And they work together uh, to have this trial that has 15 plots divided out over five trials. So we have about an eighth of an acre um, plots that are randomized with three repetitions of no-till with covers, no-till with a multi-species cover crop. So, sorry, no-till with a multi-species cover and no-till with rye. Those are two different trials. We have no-till with bare ground or no covers. And then we have tilled ground with rye cover and then tilled ground with no cover. So that's five different trials that are trying to um, do a comparison of how tillage impacts yield and moisture content and soil content of the plots, and then also how cover crops are interacting with that. Our fifth trial of the multi-species mix on top of no-till has been an interesting one. <laughs> we do interseeding annually with all of our covered plots, so we actually go through by hand and spread those between the rows, which is our version of what that would look like broadcasting, and that usually happens late summer or early fall. I think early September, usually. And every year we pull out yield levels, the moisture content. Um, we That's all weighed in a weigh wagon, so we're not depending on a yield monitor for that. We try to be as scientific as possible. Last year, we had Dennis Bush come out to do some rainfall simulation research as well. So he had a rainfall simulator sit on top of the plots, and that's kind of a box that they put in to simulate two different rain events over two days, and they compare how much infiltrates over um, into the soil and how much runs off. And that was really, really eye-opening for us to see the difference between these plots. Of The tilled plots were really not infiltrating and had tons of runoff, while the no-till plots, and the, especially the plot with rye covers, was infiltrating much more water and had much less runoff. And these are very... Um, unsloped trials. We had tried to find the flattest, or the farmers who set this up tried to find the flattest area that they could to make sure everything was even, um, and we still saw huge levels of erosion just with um, small rain events. A couple other mm-hmm. results from your most recent data that you just released at the end of 2022. You're looking at yield and you're looking at mm-hmm. profits. Anything that stood out to you from these trials you know, that you can share insight on to, to how it affects a farm's bottom line? There's really a lot more variation uh, within a year or between years than there is between trials. So the take-home that we always say is 
you know, the yield is going to go up and down. Every trial has performed best in terms of yield one year over another in the eight years that we've been doing this. But it's um, really there's good years in terms of whether we have hail damage or whether we have wind or whether we got enough rain. Um, This year was really hard in terms of emergence for our soybeans because we had a cold rain. What we're seeing is there's been no yield drag on any of the practices. Actually, this year was the only year that we had really significant differences, and that was because those emergence issues were much, much worse on our tilled plots because of soil crusting and a lack of infiltration of spring rain. The big takeaway that we see is that, at least in Horse Creek, what we're seeing on the test plot is there is not a yield drag that some people think there will be for no-till or incorporating cover crops. And also, it's just these practices really can benefit in terms of profit. So as I said, this year was a really hard year. Um, we keep saying when we put this in the, you know, a larger report, 2022 is going to have an asterisk because those emergent issues were so bad on the tilled plots. But we saw that profit was actually the highest on our tilled plot that had rye because we... Um, Oh, sorry, that was in 2021. The tilled plot with rye had the highest profit. So those cover crops don't necessarily mean that you are going to lose profit. And then in 2022, our highest profit was actually on the no-till plots with rye. So even with the higher input costs of adding the cover crop seed, keeping all of the other factors the same in terms of our herbicide and fertilizer plans, um, we're seeing that it's really, you can't just say, oh, because it's another input, it's going to cost more, which farmers know, but... They tend to know that for chemical, um, fungicide, all those other things, but they tend to forget it, in, ter- in my experience, in terms of the cost of cover crop seed. And we've been seeing that, indeed, the cover crops are providing benefits in terms of resilience to soil moisture absorbance and also just keeping a, a better carrying capacity of that soil. Tara, when we look at the results of this test plot, the results of the work of the Horse Creek watershed, it's for a right. pretty specific area. But do you have an example of how some of this information that that you guys have gleaned can benefit Wisconsin agriculture as a whole? What I run to, because I work with quite a few farmers here across the Northwest, and we always run into people who say, well, I think that works some places, but not on my field. You know, the bigger soil health guys, Tony Pyrrhic and Ray Archuleta and all those folks would say, well, the principles are the same everywhere. And I think that is true, but it does take the effort to try. And so we have lots of folks right up in our area who say, my soil is too cold. You can't make that work here. And I think all of us who have been working in soil health and trying to diagnose how we can use these practices to benefit our farms have experienced a farmer who says, well, that doesn't work on my farm. And I think the only way to get around that is to just have demonstrations across the state to show, well, it works here and it works here and it works here, um, or this is how we make it work because you do have to tweak these practices to work within your field. And so I, I think the message in terms of across the state agriculture is that we all just have to try. We have to intentionally manage our soil to try and keep it on our fields, and we have to go in with the understanding that Um, We can't make the assumption that cover crops are going to cost more or aren't going to help. We really just have to think about giving it a try because it has worked here and these are pretty challenging soils and we have a really challenging season up here in northwestern Wisconsin. And so we feel like if we can make it work here, we we would love a couple extra growing degree days that they have in southern western Wisconsin, all sorts of places. So. We, we really feel like if we, if we can do it here and show that there's not a real drag, you know, as with every farmer, they, they always say, oh, I'd love to be two hours south. And that's the same here. We, would, we could for sure make this stuff glow <laughs> if we had a couple extra days, a yeah. couple inches of warmer soil. Is there anything else I didn't ask you that, that you wanted to add? 
looking to the future, we'll keep doing this test plot as long as we can. I would really encourage people to take a look at our website. Um, Farmerledwatershed.org has our 2021 report on there. And we also have field days coming up all the time. So if you're in northwest Wisconsin, feel free to follow us on Facebook at Farmerled Watershed. And you can get in the know on our upcoming events. Um, we do try to have field events in March that talked in Horse Creek specifically about these practices, and all are welcome to come on out and take a look and learn for themselves. We really don't try to um, come to this with hypotheses or trying to prove a point. Um, we were a little reticent because the results in 2022 do really prove the point that the soil health practices help out. But every year, like I said, one of the plots has performed the best out of all the others. So every trial has performed the best in one of the last eight years. We try to be really honest and scientific because we're not here to, to make people try something new. We're here to see what works in our watershed. Tara Dawn is the watershed coordinator for the Wisconsin Farmers Union. The Horse Creek watershed is made up of 17,000 acres of farmland, and the Farmer-Led Council continues to test how to best keep the soil on that farmland. They've been operating test plots for eight years. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.